Blog Talk Radio. and others are losing their rights to liberty and property, anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Hello. Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this, of course, is TS Radio Network. And our show tonight is, you know, focused on guardianship, and co-hosting with me is Kaz Scaife. Say hello, Kaz. You know, she's not talking. You see, she does that. Uh, I bet her connection isn't working. Uh, We had a lot of trouble last night. I had to pull the show. I was going to have an NSA whistleblower on, and for some reason, we couldn't get up there. And um, so, yeah, she just blinked out. She'll come back on. Uh, We're going to be talking about a lot of things this evening, most particularly uh, what we're going to be focusing on is this free Britney bill that came out. And I'll tell you, I have had it with these fluff and buff bills that come out that people read the title and they think they know what the bill is all about. And you have to read the bill and then you have to learn to understand what they're actually saying. And this bill, uh, we'll get into it later on. But this bill is nine pages of fluff and buff. It does absolutely nothing. There's no crime in it. There is no enforcement for crime or who would perform that enforcement. It is, it's worthless. It is not worth the paper it is written on. But everybody's jumping up and down and hollering, oh, we got a free Britney. Yeah, shut up. Um, but it, then we're going to talk about Massachusetts who just did something that if people don't get a clue of how corrupt the judiciary is across the country. We're going to take a look at Massachusetts and what the judiciary did there this week. And then Kaz will be reporting on something wonderful that happened there in Wisconsin. We've got a lot to talk about. Kaz, you hooked up? Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, there you are. There you are. Okay, awesome. Okay. Yeah, we've we've got a lot we're going to go over, and um, if anybody wants to call in, you know, we welcome calls. A lot of times I don't because it's just we're crammed for time and the conversation's too heavy. 
And uh, but if anybody wants to, it's nine one seven three eight eight four five two zero. And then you have to hit the number one that flags me and lets me know you want to speak. So um, that out of the way. But before we get to everything else, and of course the most popular segment of all, the Hog Report, um, I want to say something. I have noticed of here recently. I have never seen a more vicious, hysterical, screaming, angry bunch of people as Trump supporters are. You can't say anything. These people go, and they're supposed to be able to say whatever they want. And these people absolutely go berserk. They'll start screaming and hollering, trying to shout you down. I don't know how everyone became so enthralled with this man. And don't make no mistake. I don't think the one we got in there now is any better, but for different reasons, he's he's in deficit. And but this this man is a Trump is a, a con man. He always has been. He's a grifter. He's a, he's a pathological liar, a misogynist, a womanizer, a serial adulterer, and he knew nothing about the constitu- constitution. And even less about the law, mostly because he's never had to live by the law. And, you know, it's it's hard to be dictator when you don't know where you come from. But anyway, um, this idea that for some reason everybody has to agree with you, I've, and I've told many people this over the years, if you agree with everything I say, there's no need for me to talk to you. I already know what you think. What I want to mm-hmm. hear from other people is their ideas, their thoughts where they're coming from, you know, what's their anchor, what are, what are they doing? And just because I don't agree with you does not mean I attacked you, nor do I consider it an attack when you disagree with me. I do, however, take exception to people who can't defend what they've said, and they slip off into insults and that kind of thing, and Look, if you can't if you can't hold your end of things up any better than that, that you have to resort to this, stay out of the conversation. You know, um, I'll listen to you all day long, as long as that's reciprocal and you listen to me. And like I say, just because we don't agree with one another doesn't mean we're arch enemies. It does not mean that, oh, I attacked you. No, I didn't. I told you where I stood on an issue. I have a right to my own opinion just as you have to yours. And we all are voicing our opinions. That's all we're doing. So we're going to leave it at that. But (laughs) just to get us rolling here, you know what time it is. (laughs) It's the hog report. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I'm so excited that this has become such a great part of the show. It's so much fun doing my research, and I'm always like, oh, gosh, what am I going to report about the hog? You know, I just thought it was was just, you know, going to be a one-time thing, and now I get to come up with stuff every week. And you know what? There's, I I have found that these hogs keep giving me um, content. So I think we're just going to keep doing this one. So today's hog report, we are going to talk about the apologetic hog. Now, Hogs will make apologies, but are they sincere? Now, some of the things that the reason, uh, a hog doesn't actually care about your feelings, nor do they actually care about rebuilding your trust. 
And an apology, a true apology, you care about someone else's feelings because you did something that hurt their feelings, and you want to rebuild trust. An apologetic hog is only apologizing to you to manipulate you, and there's a way to see through their apologies. And now one thing that a hog is going to say a lot, and here's a quote, Marty. I'm going to ask if you've ever heard this quote. My legitimacy is beyond reproach. Have you ever heard anyone say that? <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, I have. <laughs> that's a that's like a it's it's like there's the hog like um like the hog dictionary or something, and that's like or what would yes. we call it like a a hog manual? That's what we'll call it. There, there's a yes. hog manual. I think these secret hogs like have the manual, and this is a sentence that they like to. My legitimacy is beyond reproach. To me, when I hear something only like to that, me, only, only yeah. to me, my legitimacy is beyond reproach, but only to me. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's just like to say something, the arrogance. I mean, if you really pull yes. that sentence apart, there's a lot of arrogance in that sense, saying yes. that you're so wonderful and so legitimate and that anything that you say is beyond reproach. So that yes. is a sentence that if you hear someone say that sentence, you might be dealing with a hog. And I think that, you know, <laughs> we want to start taking these sentences because I do think there's a hog manual and we're going to get our hands on this hog manual. But I think these are some buzz sentences. Say this, my legitimacy yeah. is beyond reproach to make yourself seem good. But because we're yeah. starting to do the hog report, we're all going to see through the hog crap. Okay. Yeah. So – Okay. I have, there's some different examples of hog apologies. And then I'm going to give you some examples, like there's 11 of them and what they're called. And then we have some examples and then you can add on to them, Marty. Okay. Okay. The first one is they like to say, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but, and then they'll make up, you know, whatever it is. They're not sorry. They're I'm sorry, but, and one is called, this is called the minimizing apology. And this apology is somebody does something, you know, and then they say to you, I was just kidding to try and, like, make you feel yeah. bad that you got upset. No, I was just kidding. So that's a form of a glory hog apology. There's another one. It's called the shift the blame apology. And you say to mm-hmm. that person, sorry you are too sensitive. Sorry you think that I did something wrong. Can you see how that apology isn't really an apology? Yeah. Are you seeing yep. through it? And so you've really got to pay attention when the when the glory hog is apologizing, and you really got to analyze this. And, and what are they actually saying to you? Because they are actually inco- incapable of giving you a real apology. Here's yes. the Here's the, it's called the conditional apology. It's very vague, and you just say to them something like, Sorry your feelings are hurt. So when I say that to you, sorry, I'm so sorry your feelings are hurt. I didn't own up to that I did anything to hurt your feelings. I'm just sorry that your feelings are hurt. You can, mm-hmm. you know, are you seeing through that manipulation and how they're how they're doing it? Here's yes, what's called the day. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead yeah. on that one. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's because their legitimacy is beyond reproach. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I forgot. You're right. And here is the deja vu apology. I already apologized a hundred times for this, but I'm sorry. 
No, they didn't apologize 100 times. They're acting like they already apologized to you. Oh, I've already apologized to you, but I'll apologize again. Does that seem sincere to you? Mm, I already no. apologized for this. Yeah, okay. So that, that's called the deja vu. They're going to act like they already did apologize to you. Now, this one's called the phantom apology. Ah. I regret you. I regret you feel bad. So they're not ah. saying that they did anything to make you feel bad. They, I regret you feel bad. That's their apology. Oh. That's called the phantom apology. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. So, so here is one. It's called the whitewashing apology. Oh, maybe I should have asked you first. It's like oh, they're, maybe. they're minimizing what they did. Maybe I should have asked you first. And before they did something that, you know, is going to have somebody upset, oh, I should have asked you first. To kind of once uh-huh. again act like you're the one overreacting. You know, you're, it's, it's how I'm going to make you're you're the bad guy. Here's the yes. um, here's the it's called the nothing to apologize apology. You know, I would never hurt you. <laughs> right. I would never right. do anything to upset you. Well, you just did, oh. but you're saying you know I would never, and so that's another form <laughs> of a glory hog apology that they're going to use. And here's what they call oh, wow. an invisible apology. I guess I owe you an apology. And it's kind of like, well, I guess. that's how they're, I guess I owe you an apology, but it's not real. I mean, that doesn't sound real sincere. Yeah. So that's another one. Now, here's, here's a really interesting apology. It's called the pay-to-play apology. Oh. I will apologize if you promise to never talk about fill-in-the-bank again. Or if you promise to not bring it up again. So it's paid, oh. you know. I apologize if you promise to never bring this up again. And so we're going to oh. manipulate with that apology. Oh, you know, okay. Because they're beyond reproach. <laughs> yep, so that's one. And then here is my not my apology apology. And this would be like, Marty, I'm only apologizing to you because Elaine told me I had to. I'm going to oh. put on someone else. You know, and, but okay. you're supposed to feel good about that. So there's an example okay. of that one. Here's called the takeaway apology. I'm sorry, but you know you started it. So we can't we can't own what we've done, but you know you started it. I'm sorry, but you know you started it. And here is the one size fits all apology. Tell me if this sounds sincere. I apologize for everything bad I've ever done to you. You know, like you're just making this general, and you're going to make someone sound like a drama queen. Or I apologize for everything yep. bad I've ever, ever done to you. So there's nothing specific that you're owning up to have done, that you have done. Right. And, and it also is here, throwing it over on the other person. And, you know, mm-hmm. as though they imagined all these wrongs, and you're just trying mm-hmm. to, you know, placate them. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And now the final apology, it's the get off my back apology. Fine. I'm sorry. Fine. I'm sorry. So there are, these are the, this is the apologetic hog. When you, when, you know, if the, if the hog is maligned and you're in the apology love phase or whatever, and their, their legitimacy is beyond reproach, these are the apologies that you're going to hear, you know, in those conversations. You know, because the the hog, they will always turn it on you, even if they did something wrong to you. Yeah. Somehow they'll twist it that you're either overreacting 
or somehow you're the one who started it or, you know, it's not that big of a deal kind of thing. So those are the sorts of apologies that you want to pay attention to when dealing with a glory hog. Yeah. Did you learn well, anything the other new one, from the segment? Yes, I did. Um, and oh, the, huh. the other one is they how the hogs they'll attack other people they see as as competition or someone oh, who's yeah. you know they they for some reason fear and they'll attack and say terrible things, accuse them of terrible things, and then if yeah. anybody comes back and says anything like you shouldn't have said that. I get so tired of being ridiculed for all my hard work. You're not the victim here. Yeah, they'll always turn exactly. around and make themselves the victim. I've been wounded. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've, I've done everything I could. I've sacrificed so much, and I get tired of being ridiculed. Wah, wah, mm-hmm. wah. You know, yeah. it's just... <laughs> because my legitimacy I, is beyond reproach. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is such an obnoxious like could, statement. We yeah. could do like a little radio show. It'll be fun. We'll have our our, our little like and we'll, like, you know, back in the day when they didn't have TVs and you did radio shows, and we could have like a hog uh-huh. the hog discussion. It will be fun. We'll, okay, we'll write our little play. Yeah, we can do that. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll do hog talk. <laughs> we'll yeah, pretend to be hog. like two hog actresses and we'll talk like hogs yes. to each other. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, All when right. you're hearing how the hogs talk, like, because Marty, my repro- my legitimacy is beyond reproach. Oh, you know, and then, I said it yeah. was, yes. And, um, <laughs> yes. But of course. And I want to work in unity with everybody if we could just unify and work together as long as you're all subservient to me. And um, yes, <laughs> you're dealing with a hog. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yep. So it, it, I mean, it's kind of in the subtleties that you need to really pay attention who the hog is. Because the hogs can be like a stealth hog. You might not know they're yeah. a hog. And yeah. you, but if you kind of pay attention to those little things, that's when you'll pick up on it. They okay. will reveal to you. The stealth hog will mm-hmm. reveal to you who they really are. And they are an oink yeah. glory hog. Okay. Of the advanced level. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. How many oinks right. do I get? Best we can do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you, Marty, for all my oinks. You will? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Oh, so onward and upward here, kids. Thanks, cause I, I always enjoy that probably more than anybody else does. But it does have a big <laughs> audience. People do love it. But, very cool. Um, yeah, very. Yes, it is. But uh, one of the things we want to talk about this week, of course, is this free Brit- Britney bill that came out, uh, and what we've got, of course, is these. Senators and representatives jumping on this damn bandwagon. You know, she's got a big name and you can't hide from this anymore. Um, she's all over the place talking about what's been done to her. Now, this bill, um, it was introduced by Mr. Christ. And um, I, it, it, it says it being enacted by the Senate and the House of Representatives. So that's that's interesting. Well, anyway... 
and it is a bill, not an act. Okay, an act is any time the a piece of legislation says an act to do this or that is it something the government is going to do by force. And a bill mm. is simply something that will change the law or do something with the law. So I pulled this bill up, and it doesn't even have a, a floor number yet, a bill number. And um, But as it's written, it's only nine pages long. And okay. it, just, it starts out with to protect the rights of legally incompetent adults who are the subject of a legal guardianship or conservatorship. Now, that in and of itself is a misleading statement because it doesn't talk about these illegal guardianships that are granted through these mills in these probate courts. Doesn't, and in fact, nowhere in this bill are these professional parasites and these attorneys and these probate judges mentioned. There is nothing hmm. to rein in their activities, stop what they're doing, um, nothing. This is called... Uh, the act is actually decided as freedom and right to emancipate from exploitation. The free act. Oh, just gave me the warm fuzzies. Now mm. they're going to give grants to the states. Forget this. Money for state the employed. Okay. Yeah, for state employed caseworkers and legal guardians and conservators oh. for legally incompetent adults. So how do we get an incompetent adult? It used to be. What was it? Uh, oh, Dave, oh, I just realized something. We don't use the word incompetent anymore because that requires evidence. Oh, They use the word incapacitated. You can just make up stuff on that one. But hmm. so we're going to have to pick words on this. But anyway, it goes on. It says they're going to make grants to eligible states in accordance with this section for the provision of state-employed caseworkers, legal guardians, and conservators oh, for legally incompetent adults. That doesn't sound adults. like a family member. Okay. No. So professional okay. guardians. Okay. Yeah. So they're not the problem. Uh, no. Um, the yeah. state maintains in a, uh, that the, in them, the, the, what they want to do is under this grant, uh, if the secretary determines that the state maintains an up-to-date database of all legal guardianships and conservatorships, that have been established. Mm -hmm. Now, see, it makes no reference, like I say, to these guardianships and conservatorships that are nothing but gaming the probate court, that somebody has been targeted, does not mention the targeting, right. the abduction, so the team. loss of legal yeah. capacity, none of that. It mentions none of that, okay? And it says mm -hmm. state law requires a caseworker who is a state employee, to be appointed for each individual who is the subject of such guardianship or conservatorship and to be empowered, notwithstanding, meaning in spite of, any objection of the legal guardian or a conservator for the individual to communicate. So this is one thing they did if this would pass. The person targeted will have a state caseworker who you know damn well is going to be hooked up to the guardian and the oh, attorney yeah. and the probate court. And they can to communicate yeah, with the one individual. More, yeah. One more layer and to, to assist the family. Uh -huh. Yes. And to assist the individual okay. in petitioning a court to replace the legal guardian or conservator, as the case may be, with a legal guardian or conservator who is such an employee. We are talking about the same bunch. You see, what they've done is this is word crafting. 
they've made it sound like, you know, you have the right, yeah, but you're just going to get another one of what you had before. Somebody who is mm-hmm. working with the court, um, who probably shouldn't be a garden to begin with, it says state right. law guarantees that notwithstanding, meaning in spite of any such guardianship or conservatorship, such an individual retains the right to communicate with such a caseworker and to petition a court as described, meaning for their emancipation. And it says state law requires any state employee referred to in paragraph two to meet such financial disclosure requirements as the state may establish. Well, we know what that's going to be, nil and none. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all these guardians should have to file a surety bond. And if they're going to, Probably especially waived. conservatives. Yeah. yeah. Bond waived. They I saw have, that all over yeah. the odd holes. Bond waived. Bond yep. waived. Yep. Yep. And what that means, I already got somebody sending me a question mark. What that means is in the capacity they're working in, they've taken insurance policy out um, against the value of the estate of the person they're conserving or guardianizing. And so that if they get caught funneling money somewhere else or they get caught doing things they shouldn't, the insurance company, supposedly the surety bond, supposedly steps in and takes care of things. But as you said, cause it's a bond waived, bond waived, because mm-hmm. we don't want any record of the crooked crap we're doing. And we don't yeah. want anybody poking their nose in our business. And, and what insurance company of- wants to insure that? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, it's for purposes of paragraph one, the state share is the total number of legally competent adults in the state who are under a legal guardianship or conservatorship divided by the total number of such adults in all states. Really? And the use of the grant, a state to which grant is made under this section shall use the grant only to pay the salaries of state employees who are serving as caseworkers for legal guardians of or conservators for legally incompetent adults and to cover related administrative expenses. Now understand what Mm. this just said. They're going to give them state money through this funding, federal funding. They're going to pay them to do their job while they also get to tap the estate and dip twice. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah. All this I, related, I they, yeah, now mm-hmm. they'll, they'll get paid for taking on these people. And then they get, too many Christmas, they get to rub the estate too. And then they talk about annual reports 90 days after the end of any fiscal year, which grant is made, and submit to the Congress a written report that specifies how the funds were used. I'd like to read that. The number of adults under Mm -hmm. legal guardianship or conservatorship in the state is the end of the fiscal year. Uh, said the number of petitions described in subsection 2 that were submitted to the courts of the state for the fiscal year. And then they go in and raise a bunch of gobbledygook um the number of individuals in the state who were emancipated from legal guardianship or conservatorship during the physical year well that'll be non-existent won't it and Mm -hmm. it says this next section is limitations on authorization of appropriations and (laughs) for grants under this section there are authorized to be appropriated to the secretary not more than 260 million of which $160 160 million shall be for states to hire caseworkers. Jesus. For legally oh incompetent God. adults. Yes. 100 million shall be for states oh. to hire legal guardians. Do, do, do people, do you understand what this is? Oh my it's God. Like the this is gonna, 
But yes. well, they're going to hide. They're going to have. They're going to be able to funnel more people in the hospice because they're going to yes. have more. Yes. Social work. I mean, they got to have it's, something to do to get their paycheck. Yes. Oh. And but this, you remember the 2019, the Elder Justice and Protection Act, and everybody was going, oh, yeah. oh, isn't this wonderful? You didn't read it, did you? Because what this did was nothing. It was a reiteration of state and federal laws. And in the middle of that bill was the the target. And they to you know they were further funding and empowering. And it here was this list of every agency we fight, and about thirty more added to it. Now I raised so much cane with Grassley's office when they sent a thing over that said that the DOJ was charged with um, creating model legislation on guardianship. And, of course, I went up to the DOJ, too. You can't do this under the non-delegation doctrine. The Congress cannot delegate its lawmaking authority to any individual or agency. So, of course, the DOJ didn't come out with anything because they know they're not empowered to do that. And this actually, again, mm-hmm. is a violation of the Constitution, but who pays attention to that anymore? And yeah. when that bill passed, everybody said, oh, they passed. And I said, why are you cheering? It does nothing. And it just says this bill, there's no crime cited. Who would be subject to committing a crime? There is no enforcement or who would be the person or agency to perform the enforcement? And the response I got was, I'll take what I can get. Well, you got nothing. Are you happy with that? And here's another big nine-page bundle of nothing, except for the part, and they did a clever job of it, of how they're going to fund in the millions of dollars and hire more caseworkers and pay these people not only what they stole from the estate, not only Mm. what they're milking from other social services programs, but they're going to give them more money to keep on doing what they're doing. And (laughs) it says... um, the term adult means a person who has attained 18 years of age and is not in foster care under the responsibility of the state. Term secretary means mm-hmm. secretary of health and human services. State means all 50 states, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then number section three, protection of rights of legally incompetent adults who are, are the subject of a legal guardianship or conservatorship findings. Uh, <laughs> they talk about. Uh, diff- now, this is this is where I really take exception to this. They list numerous articles uh, where, like in the one case here, guardians stole more than 500000 from elderly Pinellas man. Um, mm-hmm. And then another one, who, who a private guardian who allegedly stole over 500000 from a ward over 11 months. They make not a mention of the... Five to ten billion a year, and many people think it's even more than that, stolen by these professional predators in conjunction with the probate tribunal. Not a peep. But they you know see, they didn't cite any of those, like they didn't put Rebecca Furley in there. They didn't mm-hmm. put that, uh, what was her, April Parks in there. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't mention any of these other people that have been busted, that have been robbing estates for years and um, ending up killing the people. Well, that's the one thing that gets me, Marty, is there's so much, oh, 
you know, it's always about the money. Oh, they did this. They misappropriated funds. Mm-hmm. This is the money. N- never anything about, oh, and we murdered somebody. Oh, and we over-medicated somebody. Oh, none of that mm-hmm. ever seems to matter. The only way no. one, that you take anyone down is oh, you mess up with the money. You mess up with yeah. the life, it doesn't matter. You just better not mess well, up with the money. I don't get that. Well, they... They list, they list here the August 2nd, 2019 article entitled Florida Professional Guardian Rebecca Furley Devoted or Dangerous, and they go on to report adult guardianship fraud <laughs> and including physical neglect, deliberate isolation of wards from their families, financial exploitation, and using do not resuscitate orders without permission. Private guardians are at risk for financial conflicts of interest because awards' assets, which they usually control, are used to pay the guardian for their service. And and then they do mention that many persons declared incapacitated. Now, see, we've switched words here. We went from Mm -hmm. incompetent to incapacitated. That's important. By a judge assigned to a private guardian have not even appeared in court. There's a violation of due process, but there again, what they don't talk about is you are in a tribunal, and they make their own rules, and mm-hmm. they are not bound by the Constitution. They are not bound by the Code of Civil Procedure or the rules of evidence. That's why you don't get any. And in that movie, I care a lot, when that woman shows up at that lady's door and says, hey, I'm your guardian, mm-hmm. and she was never... Yep. This actually happens, and yep. it, this happens. People, these hearings are held. The person isn't notified. You're supposed to be notified. The hear, hearing takes place. They don't know about it till it's over. They've lost all of their rights. They've lost their identity. They have lost everything, and I want you to think mm-hmm. about that. If somebody came up to your door right now, and said, your identity is no longer yours, you can't use your name, you can't contract any business, you can't handle any of your private affairs, and oh, by the way, I'm putting you over here in this warehouse because I intend to sell your house and everything in it. But you see, they don't, (laughs) it it just, this is just, just sick, but they Mm -hmm. talk about Britney Spears and, um, But they come on down and they said the 14th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States protects United States citizens and residents from being deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Well, Mr. Chris, why don't you take a a trip into any one of these probate tribunals and see if any of that is in play? These people are not allowed to speak on their own behalf if they have a personal attorney. That probate examiner will fire their attorney and appoint one that works with that court. Yep. Their own yep. private doctor is dismissed, it's and fired. nothing he has to say yep. is reviewed or matters. And they send him to one of these mill doctors that they can depend on to give him what they want. Uh, this and thing is racketeering, this, and they just get away with yep. it. And there's these racketeering yep. laws that they came out with to like go after mafia. But these, they're running yep. mafias in these courts what they're doing yep well exactly and it says talking about her case Spears case indicate that state guardianship and conservatorship systems can deprive a United States citizen or resident of liberty and property without due process 
Oh, you think? In order to restore due process guaranteed by the 14th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, the federal government must guarantee that a United States citizen or resident placed under guardianship or conservatorship retains the right to petition to have their private guardian or conservator replaced with a state guardian who is free from any financial conflict of interest. So we're just, it's the same <laughs> Same deal, just a different face. And it goes right. on and talks about be it. it just, evolving. Yeah. In, in other words, what this is saying, cause is even though we're going to give you this, allow you to do this, there's you know, so, so good of them, you're still going to be in the same situation because we're just going to send in another one of our flunkies. And it doesn't say you can pick someone of your own choosing or any of that. Um says that if you're under one of these systems, you have the right to communicate with the caseworker referred to in Section 2B, notwithstanding, meaning in spite of, any objection of the legal guardian or of the conservator for the individual. Now, that's different, except that it didn't include family or other friends no. or contacts. It's, that it's, you have to talk to this caseworker, which we already know will be at the beck and call of the guardian who's hooked up to mm-hmm. the attorney, and all of them are working with the probate examiner. This is criminal racketeering. Is there anything in yep. the bill about, and if and if the person has paperwork drawn up of who they would want to take over, we will we will mm-hmm. go by it? I think no, it has to be a state employee. Off to the side. Oh, it has to yes. be a state employee. How convenient. It's, but it goes on, it says, if you do this, the petitioner shall not be required to prove wrongdoing or malfeasance by the legal guardian or conservator. In other words, let's keep this out of the court. We, we don't want to air our dirty laundry, as the case may be, as a condition of having a, the petition granted. And it says you have the right of action, <laughs> and you can bring it at any time. In the United States District Court, to enforce any right provided by subsection B, the court may provide the provision petitioner in such an action with such relief as the court deems appropriate. Now, do you see this whole thing? I say it cites no crime. It actually fixes it so that they really don't want you to cite any crimes or anything. But there is no crime cited. There's no law created that would make what they're doing a crime. There is no enforcement. What would enforcement be? comprised of and there is no who is supposed to do that enforcement who would be the proper agency or person to perform that enforcement this thing is a load of crap from top to bottom it is is one of those fluff and buff feel good bills see we're really trying to do something no you're not no Mm -hmm. you are not um i've got a i've got the uh, PDF up here, and uh, <laughs> you can what you uh, let me see if I can get a yeah I can get a PDF and I'll post that on Facebook too uh, where the PDF to that bill is because like I say it doesn't okay. even have a bill number yet and um, but this is I'm telling you I every time I think it's gotten bad it's going to get worse and then Charles Nadler. Uh, from New Jersey sent out a bill too. I haven't gotten to that one yet because I can't find it. But it's another one dealing with this. But what you're seeing is the politicians playing cover your ass. Mm -hmm. And 
they're also covering the rear ends of these people that have been doing all of this stuff. They're, like I say, this yeah. this is nothing more than an opinion piece or, gee, I wish this would happen. There's not really anything in here that is going to happen. Um, nobody's rights are going to be guess- restored. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna guess that I'm gonna guess that like some of these politicians have glory hogs sniffing sniffing their butt basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you, you know, need to watch the money trail because every time, you know, every time we've tried to get a good bill in, uh, suddenly the donations from the bar associations, elder law attorneys, the guardianship association, and like kind agencies and individuals and entities, mm-hmm. the money rolls in. And of course, all of a sudden, they can't do anything. Why they? <laughs> they never yeah. heard of such a thing. Why you know? Uh, it just. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, it, it's absolutely, absolutely disgusting. We have no one in D.C. who's going to stand up for it. You know, all these years they have said, well, they, you know, they didn't collect stats on guardianship because that was state business or conservative. That was state's mm-hmm. business. So my question to two senators was. Well, then how did the GAO, how do they create those reports every two years on guardianship if nobody's collecting Mm -hmm. the stats? And Mm -hmm. somebody's collecting something, but they all stay in. As long as there isn't a a central hub for where this information is uploaded, like from every state. And then, of course, the follow-up on that is a lot of states don't even keep a record. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And because that's all tied to federal funding, it's all tied to that Title 20 block grant. And um, like, what was it? Uh, I always use 2015, the state of Illinois, $42 million in a block grant, $19 million of it earmarked for social service and elder care. It goes straight hmm. into the general fund there's no accounting for it i think for 19 million because i could do a lot for elderly people in a state i oh yeah and you know it's got to be huger than that now but um so what do you think all this i mean i'm super disgusted it's it's just it's unbelievable how on the take these politicians are and we keep and we vote them in so and they think there's some kind of kings once they get there well speaking of that on a side note, what do you think of this Andrew Como like actually like being taken down? I was shocked. Yeah, yeah, you know, I that, was too. I, I mean, because usually they're yeah, usually they're like a bunch of kings sitting up there doing whatever they want. It's just, um, yeah, it's it's very disgusting, and that they're all for sale. And I think yeah. like some probably go in with good intentions, and then the greed. They're I mean they're for sale. There must be something. In somebody that you want that you're going to be a politician, maybe they're all a narcissist. I don't know. I know mm-hmm. the average Joe probably can't pull it off because you need so much money to even get your yeah. name out there. And I mean, they're you know, yeah. you or I could never get in. Just we just no. don't have the kind of money to to pull it off. So I don't know. Like, and then we're like. They think that we're given a choice. Oh, here, here's some smoke and mirrors. Here, you can vote, yeah. and here's your choice. And, I, yeah. you know, it's it's really not, it's, it's not good choices ever. Like, we just never have yeah. good choices. And it's just that there's some, there's, I mean, what's the matter with these people? They're all the same. 
doesn't matter. They, they're just all for sale. They're just all for sale. And it's disgusting. Yeah, it just, yeah. I, um, you know, and that's the thing, too. I cannot see. How do you in good conscience put something out like this? But they depend on the fact that people read the title and think, yippee, and they don't read the text. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They don't read it. And, um, yeah. you know, it just, and this thing, if any part of it was to be, you know, enacted to, was to become active or used, they're going to, it's mm-hmm. it's written to be reinterpreted and uh, twisted around and loosely defined and, but it does nothing yeah. but the closing statement, you know, that the court can make the final decision. Um, but there's nothing and in there that says, yeah, go ahead. Well, then there's some, ad, then there's advocates that, you know, act like they are in this mission and everything. And they're working with these people and they're promoting yes. these bills and acting like it's like, yeah. oh, you know, this is a great thing. And they're, I mean, they're just like, I'm sorry. They just like whore themselves out, you know, yeah. because, you know, their, their legitimacy is beyond reproach. So they're going to stand behind these <laughs> bills and. I'm working yeah, with this yeah. senator or this rap yeah. and, you know, and they're just starstruck. Yeah. They're yeah. just trying to get their name out there and stuff. But, yeah, they're, I mean, there's actually people that you could probably get to call in on the show that would defend all this, that claim that yeah. they were working on it. And, yeah. You know, and, and then people follow yeah. them and, oh, well, so-and-so said it would be good. So, it, um, you know, yeah. oh, that stupid cause and Marty, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. 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 But we're always a jump yeah. ahead of everybody else. But yeah, I read this. <laughs> That's thing. why they hate us. You know, there you go. Uh, I thought it was going to be actually a very complicated bill that addressed a lot of it. addressed nothing. Absolutely nothing. It makes reference to the fact that you're denied due process. You're deprived of your property, your name, and all of that. But they didn't. They didn't provide you. You know, like a statement like. You know, anyone who that's had this happen to them, and I mean, I'm just loosely in this, but, you know, is immediately restored, you know. Um, but, and I've talked before about this. It, it, what, what happens to people is loss of legal capacity, and what that means to you is the loss of your identity. You cannot use your identity anymore. Um, and when they talk about... Uh, they can't, like with medical records, we can't turn it because patient privacy. Understand something. HIPAA is not about patient privacy. It is about protecting the medical personnel and industry from being sued. They don't have to tell you what they did wrong, even if you ask for it, because it's patient privacy. So you can't know what they did to that person. This isn't, this isn't about the patient at all. But so you have these people, like I say, they when they tell you it's patient privacy, see, we can't release the records on Miss So and So and So and So. The person they're actually talking about there is the guardian who now has assumed that person's identity. Uh, we had that one lady that confronted a guardian, and she said about uh, she what she wanted for her mother, and the guardian said to her, "I'm your mother now," and basically yeah. telling her, "We we erased your mother." And once that happens, see you—you you have no rights, you have no standing, you—you can't—you no. can't do anything. And um, and then they've got you cocked up with all these people, like an attorney who's not going to do squat to defend you, 
or take care of you, and you've got a doctor who will say whatever they want him to say because everybody's getting paid out of your money. And I think cause yeah. that has got to be the thickest part of this whole thing is targeting these people. I, I liken it to having to pay to have the rope wove they're going to hang you with. Um, mm-hmm. The oh, idea yeah. pay for your murder. The estate, yeah, the estate should have to pay these predators for the attack they launched. Who came up with that mm-hmm. idea? Oh, let me think. It was a good bar association. And yeah. um, so it just, you know, but like I say, this is a do-nothing bill. It's not going to do a thing. It's not going to change anything. Now, the only thing that might change in here was the $160 million or whatever it was, dollars, um, for them to collect mm-hmm. stats but, yeah. and to hire more case workers. See, we gotta cement yeah. the system. We gotta, you know, yet it, that is the only thing that is actually going to transpire. And more caseworkers they will they will assign. And the other thing is, it's just like mm-hmm. somebody said. Well, the reason probate courts don't do audits is because they don't have a, they have the funding. Well, excuse they me. They got it. Who creates this? Yeah. Uh, who who creates a system like this? And knows that this is part of the system and then doesn't provide the funds to run that part of the system. Mm-hmm. Go, yeah. go ahead there, cuz. Well, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like who builds jail and then doesn't staff it to, like, feed the inmates. It's like leave them to starve or something. It's just like the whole thing is not even planned out because it's actually going according to their plan. How they want it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's going right and along. And the thing is, yes, and the thing is, too, because it's just like somebody explained to me here a couple years ago, good friend of ours, actually. You take a person who's even just on Social Security or maybe veterans benefits, all of those things, any of those things in the community. Mm-hmm. That one person generates up to a million dollars in that local community between the doctors, the nursing homes, the hospitals, the attorneys, the guardians, this, you know, the social services, their money in the bank. Plus the guardian gets to take their benefits because now they yeah. are that person. So the benefits are reassigned over to them because now they are that person. So they take their mm-hmm. money. It's just like, I heard again, uh, I remember San Francisco last year had proposed guardianizing all their homeless, conserving them. And people were going, oh, this is wonderful, it's wonderful. And I said, have you people lost your minds? All they're doing is they're going to make sure every one of them is signed up for Social Security or VA or railroad, whatever they have coming. And then they're going to make themselves the assigned payee on all that, and they're going to leave those people right out there in the street. What are you talking about? Isn't this wonderful? They're gaming the yeah, system. And I just, yeah, I thought it was so interesting. Like when I think about the odd holes, like the type of client that they truly care about. I mean, this is right by Philadelphia. There's a yeah. lot. I, there's homeless people in Philadelphia. Why aren't those guardians helping them? Though you know, they act like they're there's. I mean, they actually think they're saints or something, the way they talk about themselves. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, yeah. very interesting that you pick and choose who you guardianize, that you don't really go and try well, and help everybody. Well, that's the thing, see, 
if guardianship and conservatorship as it sits today was actually about protecting the elderly, the vulnerable, mm-hmm. the streets are full of why aren't you helping those people? And exactly. they figured out how now if they yeah, if they conserve them, they can leave them right there on the street. Or they can put mm-hmm. them in a facility they're invested in and get money that way. Um, mm-hmm. But they're not going to do anything for these people. Maybe warehouse them care. and that'll be more torture. Than, yeah, no, they don't. Yeah. They don't care. No. Well, on another piece of, of good news <laughs> comes yeah. out of Massachusetts. And, you know, oh. of course, this is this is um, Lisa's stomping ground. And, you know, she's been in a tremendous battle yeah. over there. And um, yeah. so they um, – oh, I, I got so upset when I read this almost. Um, it says, today's holding from the Massachusetts highest court to keep the conservatorship, guardianship racket flowing like a river, court-appointed mm-hmm. conservators supposedly have absolute immunity. I looked into Whoa. this, and they said, yes. Because they are quasi-officers of the court. They're exempt from being prosecuted for, for anything. Theft, you know, trafficking, nothing. Abuse, nothing. You can't touch them. Now, I see that is happening in response to the what little bit of fluff we've got out of D.C. The fear that they're going to pass some law that is going to hold these people accountable. And mm-hmm. they did have feared, of course, that's not going to happen. But now they've given them immunity. So I propose that as members of the, <laughs> of the public, I think mm-hmm. what we should do is form a, an association and declare ourselves immune from any liability or compliance with these probate tribunals, and oh yeah, we belong to yeah, they can't touch us. Anyway, that's my thoughts. So, but can I you like, imagine? I mean, and the judiciary, yeah, does this all the time. But, They're the ones that granted themselves immunity. That yeah. you can't, you know, you can't hold a judge responsible. Excuse me. The Constitution says the law will be applied equally to all men. It doesn't say if you're wearing a a robe, a black robe, it doesn't apply to you. And But this was not a law. This did not come out of the House or Senate in D.C. They j- voted on this themselves. And nobody jumped up and said, wait a minute, you can't do that. You, I, I mean, if you put it, like, there's been a lot of, you know, the different, like, police violence and police yeah. being prosecuted. But technically, I'm surprised that they don't have immunity because if all the judges and everyone else that's working for the state has immunity, why haven't all the police officers had immunity? Because that might put it into perspective because I don't think people realize what these judges are doing, this white-collar criminal that they're, you know, and and even what these police officers have done, it's criminal what's done. But these judges, it's more stealth, but they're still doing the crime. Why are they immune? Yes. Because if they have to be immune, then you have to let the police officers be immune. Yeah. And that's not how it is. Well, 
Yeah, well, you know, the thing is that, that police officers have had immunity, and that's what they were saying. You know, that it was qualified immunity because of their jobs and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But states, I think the most recent one was Maryland. Many of them are striking down that immunity. When you gun somebody down in the street, shoot them in the back. Or they're mm-hmm. laying on the ground with handcuffed and you plug them in the head. I'm sorry, you just committed a murder. And the right. old, I was fearful for my life. Um, they mm-hmm. had something in their hand I thought was a cell phone, or I thought was a gun and it was a cell phone. Uh, you know, all these flimsy excuses, breaking into the wrong house and killing people, terrorizing yeah. families. And um, uh, that's another word you need to be aware of because I'm seeing it more and more. Even in exigent circumstances, they can do this. And uh, Indiana here several years back, I think about four years ago, tried to pass a law that said that even in exigent circumstances, meaning beyond any sense of reasonableness, that's what exigent means, beyond Mm -hmm. any sense of reasonableness, even if it was those kind of circumstances, you couldn't touch this, the state legislature passed this. You couldn't touch these police officers. The Supreme Court came back and said, stop. Yes, you can. This isn't, you can't do this. Um, and, you know, these no-knock raids and all of this stuff, it's all unconstitutional. And they've been sued time and time again. But now states are starting to come with, these police officers do not have immunity. They're supposed to be upholding the law, not breaking it. And um, The same with the judges. So they, became, they should be upholding yes. the law, not breaking it. They take an oath. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it just, uh, it, well, most of them don't have an oath on file anymore. If you ask oh, really? a judge if he has an oath and they don't answer you particularly, but you tell them you want to see their oath, oath of office, they can't produce it. And um, <laughs> it's just, uh, if they don't sign that oath, it doesn't mean anything to them. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Um, so it's, it's it's just pointless. We're down at the one hour mark here. Uh, Cause did you want to cut? Because I really didn't have anything else to add. I didn't realize we get through this so quickly. I know. Well, we had the one more Wisconsin that we were going to talk about. Oh, and it was called. Oh, yeah. um, oh wait, um, Maska did a bitter article on it, and Wisconsin was the first state to really get into it. It's called supportive wait decision making. Is that what it's called, Marty? I'm going off the yes. top of my head. I don't have the article in front of me. And what was a really beautiful thing is that it was um, it was um, some um, I think they were twins and they were handicapped and they need need care for the rest of their life. But their mind was with them. But they you know have a lot of physical limitations. But they were realizing if they had gone into guardianship and all that stuff, they were going to lose their voice, lose their right to vote, lose the right to like do things that they like to do and they realized that wasn't really something that they wanted to go down that path but they obviously due to their health needed help and so Wisconsin um, disability groups and you know who I bet was behind it and we've had him on our show and we need to get him back mm-hmm. Kurt remember him yes yes and he, yeah I well, mean we he should he yeah he's just mover and shaker I bet you he's behind this anyway um, started doing all this supported decision making with the uh, like handicapped and disabled um, citizens here in Wisconsin, and it's been great because 
everyone's still getting the help that they need, but they're not in these peer guardianships. And it was a great article. NASCA has it posted um, on their Facebook page. It was wonderful. I was excited to see it was Wisconsin, and I thought it occurred right away. He, yeah. he's, he know, I mean, he knows all the senators and the House. I mean, he just right. knows everyone, and he's so driven into what he does. He's such an advocate. He's just such an amazing guy, and we should have him on again and ask him about it. Because yeah. when I read that article, I thought of him right away. I'm like, yep, I know who's behind this. And I bet it's him. He's just so amazing. And what a what a okay. great guy. Yeah. So here we are. It's yes. Wisconsin. We, They're leading the pack. Yay. Okay, we've yeah. got two callers here. The first one is John LaCron, who does a show on Monday nights with me. John, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Good evening, ladies. Uh, Good evening. I'm going to do the whole thing and take charge for a moment. I'm here okay. to tell you something, folks. There is something going on. There's no such thing as coincidence when they do these things. And the fact that this young right. lady is now front page news, none of that's coincidence. Everything is transitioning over. Remember, from their perspective, a child means a ward of the state. And what that means is they have not come forward and taken claim of ownership, not that they teach any of these people what's going on in the them as it exists. But remember, you can be of complete sound mind in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and the criminal cabal still considers you to be a quote-unquote ward of the state. That's why I hate the word child and children, because that in legalese is what it means. Marty did yes. a spectacular job in the show, um, showing the differences in the language and how they were now twisting things around and how this says a whole bunch of wonderful words that mean absolutely nothing. Um, right. But in truth, if you sit there and, like I remind everybody, look at what the 13th and the 14th Amendment of the quote-unquote Constitution say. Mm-hmm. And when you sit there, don't take the word of what they tell you it says. Actually read those two quote-unquote amendments because it didn't abolish slavery. It legalized it. It legalized yes. it in two forms. One if you are a criminal, they can enslave you. Well, guess what? Now you've got all these Americans who've never harmed a single soul, never stolen anybody's stuff or anything like that, but they've all got criminal records. Well, guess what? Now they are, quote-unquote, authorized to enslave you. And the other is, of course, voluntary servitude. And again, it is incredibly important that people realize. Now, you can say that it's, quote-unquote, voluntary servitude, but all of us know that it's not voluntary because we don't get the option of sitting there and saying, you know what, I appreciate your, quote-unquote, efforts to keep me safe from criminals and stuff like that, but you people have just been acting like criminals, just like you discussed here a few minutes ago, extortion, racketeering, criminal conspiracy, violation of color – Violation of rights under color of law. There's a reason I wrote that 134 crimes of government agents. Okay. But again, we have got this perspective that, well, they're in charge. They get to tell us what to do. Therefore, we must bow down and worship and do what all. And folks, it's like I remind everybody, the word government comes from two Latin words, gubernare and mente. It simply means mind control. And they have been using mind control on the population of this planet for centuries. 
So they've been breeding us to be good little slaves. They don't want us to think for ourselves. They don't want us to ask questions. And God forbid we sit there and start questioning the narrative of known liars, thieves, and murderers. But anyway, that's, again, expecting too much. And as you said a minute ago, Molly, with regards to clerks masquerading as judges, again, same story. Folks, if they don't have an oath of office, that's just a man or a woman up there in a black robe. And, you know, costumes don't grant extra rights, folks. And again, we have to stress this to people. But what they're doing now and why it's all over the news and all of this theater and all of this involvement, it is to condition people to accept that, oh, well, the government's doing something for the quote-unquote wards of the states. But they're not letting you know that you are considered to be one of those wards too because they're, quote-unquote, taking care of you. If you're out there getting food stamps, you're out there getting services of some kind, if you're getting anything from the, quote-unquote, government, even including health care and an injection, poison as it is, all of these things are an example of you incapable of making your own choices and the choices are being made for you. Therefore, you are incapable of making your own decisions. And they don't even remind people this. Again, when you hire an attorney, that means you are incapable of handling your own affairs. That's a fact, ladies and gentlemen. But, of course, again, they don't teach you how to go in and make claims in a court case. They don't sit there and grant you the ability to sit there and challenge their laws, their narratives, and all the other crap. Because, again, it's all just contract offers. All they're doing is saying, hey, here we are. This is the offer. Take it or leave it, but you're going to take it because it's all under threat and duress anyway. So let's just forget the formalities and, you know, decisions got made long before they did the political theater. You know, I call them maritime admiralty constructive contract and racketeering fraud kangaroo courts for a reason. But, folks, I encourage everybody to see through the lies. If you're going to trust in somebody in Washington to save you, it's not going to happen. If you're going to trust the state legislatures or the governors to save you, the county commission, the city council, all of these people, some of them know exactly what's going on. Some of them are clueless of what's going on. But all of them are conditioned to believe that they have the right to tell you what to do. Back to you, lady. Yeah. All right. Wow. We've got a second caller on here, Cause. Yeah, you ought to hear right. those Monday night shows. <laughs> uh, we've got <laughs> Holly on here. Holly, how are you doing? I'm good. Hi, guys. Hey, I Hi, just Holly. want to mention. Hi. We're going to have a anti-guardianship protest, Save Your Seniors Flash March for Humanity, um, anti-CPS, anti-APS rally. Um, August 23rd in Lansing, Michigan, in front of the courthouse. Um, we have speakers okay. lined up. Any and all is welcome. We're going to be in front of the courthouse from 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock doing videos with people's stories and banners and what's happened to them in the legal system. And then at 5 o'clock, we're marching over to the Capitol building. At 5 o'clock, there will be a specific rally for Save Our Seniors and Valuable uh, Vulnerable People. And their vision statement is to open up the nursing homes for 24-7 visitation. Um, Because Mm -hmm. as you know that they're trying to lock everything down again or they never really opened a lot of things up. Um, Right. And our people are dying. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if they have guardianship 
or not at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, and it's going to get worse. Um, and this will yes. be peaceful. In saying that, I still really believe the only way that this is going to stop is with a baseball bat. Um, I'm yeah. hoping eventually uh, you, uh, Luann, all you guys that have been doing this forever and ever and ever, um, hopefully, I hope you guys can get people together to do a March to Washington. I really do hope that happens. If well, you guys can, can get I say together. Holly? You, you might yeah. as well write D.C. off after this January 6th insurrection attempt. Um, you can't. You you don't want to go to D.C. and you sure don't want to be mounting a protest there. Uh, for one thing, you'd need a permit. No, They're not going to give you. You can go into another. Go to another state then. Um, it doesn't matter state what, what state we do it in, as long as we start marching. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, otherwise, saying, I, I've don't, seen, don't. you guys have been doing this forever, and right yeah. now it seems like things are getting worse right now. Yes. Um, with the well, it's a full push, so, push, Holly. It's a full push. We're down to the end. Things are going to change. John, if you think I'm wrong, tell me so. But this is a full push to get us where they've been trying to get us for the last 20 years hard. They planned it long before that. But this, just like this thing with this fake virus and everything, um, the uh, I think it's 73% of all the people that have died are over the age of 70. That's not an accident. And um, uh, but this is this is a full push. But I say, honey, don't go to D.C. Uh, you'll either end up in jail or you end up dead. One or the other. Don't do it. Uh, you can well, have it somewhere else. What? Yes. We've got to mm-hmm. fight. I mean, guess what? It's, it's, yes. You know, that, and they're writing piggyback on this virus. Coronavirus has been around for the last 30 years. But um, yeah. they're writing piggyback on this. Um, uh, whatever their reasons are, I, I don't even, even try to pretend anymore that I can figure out what the hell they're doing. I've been in the hospitals for 35 years. I honestly cannot figure out what's going on yeah. with this crap. All I know is that we do not push back. It's just going to get worse. And, exactly. Uh, I agree with and, you. I agree with you. And if we don't stand up, it's just the way it's going to be. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah, if it's well, in D.C. or uh, It's not yeah, going to matter. Well, I'm just saying it, it's just, not going to yeah, matter. Yeah, I know, but what Ryan I'm saying is, is don't do it wall. in a place that that it's going to harm you. Um, now, we yeah. all anticipate, I, I know I get death threats, I have for years, uh, got all kinds of threats coming against me. But like I say, D.C. is, um, it, it's too volatile. Uh, there's too much of it. If you tried to protest Easter bunnies, well, it, it's just going to be Well, I should ask this. What do you guys suggest? Well, <laughs> You know, the thing is, people keep traveling to all these other big cities, you know, um, and doing these things. What about right where you are? Uh, you know, right August where you 23rd, are. August 23rd, we're going to, uh, August 23rd, we're going to Lansing. And yes, we are having right. a big rally, the one I just talked about. There you go. And that's the way to go, because it, the mm-hmm. only way you're going to get anything changed is at the state level. That's the only place you have even limited power is at the state level. Federally, so it's the, not going to change anything. 
No, no. <laughs> I will no. guarantee. I no. will guarantee you, it's not going to change a darn thing. If you look back through no. history, the only way to change things is every state gets together. Women's March. Yes. All of them. That that's the only thing that works yep. again and again and again and again and again yep. and again. That's the only way anything works. Um, yeah. I think that it's yeah. I think it's education and like letting people know what's going on. Media stories. I mean, we've seen we've seen oh, a lot of awareness because that. of a lot we've of We've been doing that. We have been doing that. There's media stories up the gaboozle. I mean, my God, uh, Sham Sugar's been doing it for years. You guys have been doing it for years. Red Fox is doing it for years. There's list after list. They got oh, for God's sake, they got the lady down in Florida. They got Furley. They got the potato chip pirates lady. They got famous people, not famous people. They got thousands of people. Story after story after story after story after story. They will do nothing about anything unless they're threatened. That's right. it. And thank you for listening to me, but no, media stories, come on. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? I, I mean, I don't, I don't see them on a national level. They'll, they'll do them on state here and here and there. Like, I can't turn on no, Fox there's, News there's, and there's, CNN. There's no they don't talk about it. Have a good day. Yeah. All right. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I, I just feel like most people aren't searching for the little media stories that are around through the state. We yeah. see them because we're involved in it, but the average person if right. you go out there, they don't know. They still don't know this is going it, on. They don't know. No, I think that – no, and what two things is I brought out in the promo brought this to the surface, and that was that movie on Netflix of I Care A Lot, mm-hmm. and then – yeah, the Britney Spears things, which a lot of people who said that movie was fictionalized after the mm-hmm. Spears thing hit the papers, uh, suddenly fell back and went, "Wait, I didn't know they could really do this." Yes, they can really do mm-hmm. it, um, but this is a. I I agree. We need a pushback in the states, but we have got to walk lightly if we want to get back home, um, because. Yeah. It, that we're in a perilous time. John, if you think I'm wrong, say so. But I don't think we can depend on even our state governments to do anything other than attack us. I, I just really don't see it. And there's too many people willing to do it. Um, you know, that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. Well, more, and, uh, yeah. Go ahead. You know, they, they ask what we should do, okay? Mm-hmm. And... My statement hasn't changed in a lot of years. It's the whole theme of everything that I do. Stop consenting to the tyranny, okay? Now, let me give you an example of it, a real-world one, okay? Eustace Mullins, gentleman that wrote the book on yeah. the Federal Reserve that blew it wide open, okay? Yes. At the end of his life, he was worth quite a bit of money, and they, he was – his siblings or whoever it was, I believe it was his siblings, had him incarcerated, okay, and, you know, put in one of these little homes. Now, mm-hmm. he was violently, all that kind of stuff. They just wanted access, the same thing as his members of the Bar Mafia do. They just want access to the resources because it's about stealing from other people, things that they're not mm-hmm. entitled to that they can earn, okay? Remember, it's a legal system. It's about selling you services, but long story short, the only way we even know what happened to Eustace Mullins is a couple of his friends says, you know what? 
we're not going to put up with this crap. So what they did is they literally broke him out, literally <laughs> snatched him up and dug his ass out the front door and beat him out out of state with him. Okay. Now wow. I'm sure they got all kinds of quote unquote felonies were threatened mm-hmm. by him, but these were his friends, and you know they were all old guys by that time. And uh, of course, you know none of them are going to put up with that crap at all. And we heard about it. It was the last interview that Eustace Mullins did that uh, was circulating the internet that I saw. Nothing after that. And he told the story of what happened of his friends coming and helping him escape and all that kind of stuff. Um, but again, you know, we sit here and say, well, I'm just one man or one woman. What can I do? Well, mm-hmm. as one man or one woman, you can do far more than you think, you know. I'm out there making claims against these people, and I do it under the pains and penalties of perjury. So if I'm lying, I'm going to jail, and I'm getting sued for slander, okay? Now, you'll notice that neither of those things are happening. Why is that? Oh, because truth is a defense, all right? Yeah. But on top of all that, though, the other part of it is this. We have to recognize that the slave conditioning is so strong, we cannot save most of these. As much as I'd yeah. like to do so, I realize it's an exercise in futility. Marty realizes it's an exercise in futility. All we can do is help the people that are astute enough to see that there's something wrong with the system and are looking for the answers. And again, we've been out there giving it. Marty's been talking about this issue with, uh, you know, people getting abducted and thrown in old folks' homes for how many years, Marty? Far more than I can keep up with. (laughs) Fourteen. Fourteen. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So as things have progressed, it has gotten worse. And they continue to take more and more power unto themselves, and they continue to take more and more they steal from people. I remember there was an attorney that was giving a, a lecture on something, and he was talking about he was in a court case, and it had to do with a um, a uh, um, burial site, okay? It was a bunch of old you know, bodies that had been, uh, you know, put into the ground and they had a trust and stuff to take care of the property and all that kind of thing. And there, something was wrong with the will or something. I don't remember the full details. But basically, the long story short is they appointed him to represent the one party. And they told him, and the clerk masquerading as a judge told him in no uncertain terms, how much you want. I mean, it made it very blatantly obvious and he gave a you know very low number for representing the quote unquote estate, and he was a halfway decent attorney. He had integrity, and you know the quick masquerading as judge kind of you know let him know that uh, you know his thousand or two thousand dollars was a joke, and there was a lot more available. All he had to do was say something, and he'd get his fair share. And of course, he turned the clerk masquerading as a judge down and did what he was supposed to do. But this is it. It's about dividing the pie and forget leaving anything to the heirs and forget giving it to the party that earned it. Because in the end, it's all about controlling assets and resource. And as you like to remind everybody, Marty, human resources should scare everybody. You are there to be pillaged and plunged. Wow, and that's that's true too. Mm-hmm. 
but it, you know, and we we have tried, and this gets back to that glory hug thing too, about you know working with other people and trying to get people together to do something. But the people spouting that the most and lamenting that we that we aren't unified, you know, if we just what they're really saying is, I want everybody to get together and all of you be subservient to me, because after all, my legitimacy is beyond reproach. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's such a sick statement. <laughs> Um, but, um, uh, this is, this is a thing is we are at times our, our own worst enemies. And the fact that we can't, um, uh, what do I want to say here? We, we, we have to work where we are with people we know on turf we're familiar with and going to other places out of your state. I think the idea of in Michigan, them, you know, getting together in Michigan, and of course, you know, the glory hogs are going to zero in on that, and especially if they've yeah. got a camera running, you know, they're going to have their face in it, and, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, and, and try to work that way, because that is the only place you can possibly affect change. The people in D.C. are not remotely concerned with what's happening to you or me or anybody else. And, you know, I always tell people the enemy is inside the gate, and they should have a wall around D.C. They don't call it the District of Criminals for nothing. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, Cos, but when we were out there, every time I'm out there, I actually get sick. Uh, there really? is just something so negative about that whole place, I actually get sick. And um, and I know a few other people that do, too. There's just something overwhelmingly I hate to resort to the word evil, but somehow I think that's what it is. Um, mm. It just. I have I have a confession about DC. My birth certificate. I was born there. It's kind of crazy oh, when you, you have to fill out city and state. I was not born in a city or state. Yeah, I was actually no, born there. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you're actually. I was spawned out of there. The only people that are actual citizens of the United States are people born in D.C. If wow. you were born out of it, really you know, yes. yes. And I have like a weird and, social uh, security number. Someone told me uh, that because um, it starts with a 220, that that's like a military wow. one or something. I know. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, it's. Uh, but you're the only actual citizen of the United really? States. And, uh, yeah. I should be a glory hog then. I should like lord yeah. that over everyone. I think and I wasn't will. Wasn't it John? Wasn't it Roosevelt in the? Was it him? But the um, in the Tradings with the Enemies Act. At the end of it, they talk about that and the fact that the people of the several states are foreign to the federal, in other words, to D.C., to the federal government, and they're to be treated like foreigners. And um, so you know the. Whatever this is sitting in D.C. does not even recognize us as having any input um, on anything. We are not U.S. citizens. I'm not sure. what, And I guess you shouldn't call yourself an American national either. But I think I prefer no, that to U.S. citizen. You don't want no. to put out okay. yourself in the in title. But here's what I tell people, okay? okay? You know, Remember, there's three city-states in the world that run everything, and you've heard the statement, all roads lead to Rome, which is a correct statement. Mm -hmm. The Holy Roman Empire is, of course, the Vatican. 
that is your problem, child. And if you sit there and you look at the layout of Washington, D.C., you've got all the occult there, all the, you know, I'm not even yes. going to get into it. Then, of course, you've got you what's the economic and the legal center, and that is, of course, over there in the city of London. Now, that's not all of London. That's just the city of London, which is one square mile area, okay? Yep. And, again, people do not know that that's the truth, but that's the economic and that's the um, legal center. The final one in the picture is Washington, D.C., Okay, what is a district? It's something smaller of a bigger thing. Okay, that's your third city state. It is not American. It has nothing to do with America, literally, although everybody assumes that it does. Okay, because again, it's a contract offer. Are you a U.S. citizen? I told you, yeah. There was no such thing as a U.S. citizen. That was something that they created because they needed some place to put the slaves that had been, quote-unquote, freed. Well, they hadn't been freed. They were just turned over to a brand-new master. And the second thing that people don't realize is Washington, D.C. has its origin with a – It was the land was owned by a Roman Catholic. Okay, so <laughs> it's the same story. Over and over and over again. This is a global agenda that's been in play for millennia. And in the last okay. couple hundred years, they've been able to put the pieces together. And you and I have talked wow. about it. We've done shows on this morning. So yes. anyway, yep. the big picture is this, folks. You have to look at the way that you are. You are a man or you a woman. You are not a person. Person means corporation and legalese. And in all yes. that these people do... All just contract offers, and they don't tell you that you're making a deal with the devil. Back to you, Marty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, thank you for calling in tonight. Uh, yeah. I think this is a I tremendous him, show. I want, him to, I want him to be a guest, Marty. I have so many questions. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, you should, you should tune in because we're on on Monday nights together. And uh, usually I'm just sitting there listening and taking notes. <laughs> But, oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him. Say what? Kaz, are you on Facebook? We're Facebook friends. Good. Then send yeah. me a uh, date and time, and uh, we will definitely be happy to do it. Oh, um, my but gosh. But in, in order to do it properly, I need at least two hours. Back to you guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> two hours. I need two weeks. Oh, Marty, I'm two hours. I'm, I'll yeah. be booking John for us one of these one of these okay. Fridays. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we <laughs> do have a lot coming up too. Um, we're going to be doing some Zoom interviews with Chris from Australia and guardianship over there. Uh, Lisa Belanger is going to come on and talk about this ongoing debacle she's involved in out there in Massachusetts. That is just so shameful. Just so shameful. And yeah. uh, we, but we're going to be. And we're going to set our channel up. We're going to be discussing a lot of different things. and um, But with the focus, of course, for the most part, will be on guardianship. And uh, if you wanted to come on this show, the one thing we require is documentation. And for those of you who keep trying to front me with a phony case and blah, 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 to try and trip me up, uh, you'd have to stay up nights. Um, and I actually can and do. Um, but... <laughs> You have to have documentation, a verifiable court docket number, uh, because I do call and check those. And it's taking the docket number off of somebody else's 
case and putting it on yours and say, see, here it is. Well, I call and check those and make sure they, they compare because we have a lot of people, like I say, they're trying to trip us up. Um, you have to come up with something new. Anyway, uh, this is, to me, it's been a rocket show. Thanks, everybody, for <laughs> tuning in. Ali, thank you for calling in, and I'm sorry if we upset you, but, uh, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> if it was something I said, you know, my legitimacy is beyond reproach, Holly. And <laughs> I'm sorry I had to say that cause. But anyway. It's okay. Holly's uh, a sweetheart. She'll, she'll, yeah, she is. She'll, she'll be back. Yeah, she yes. is. I love when yeah. she calls. Yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in. We had a bang-up crowd. John, thank you so much for chiming in. And, yes, we will get you scheduled on this show. It has a huge audience. Um, we will be back next week, and I've got a full agenda this next week, and I'll try and get word out to everybody of what all's going on. And we will talk to you all then. Again, everybody, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Kaz appreciates it. And we'll have more hog reports. So go, go figure. I'm going. Anyway, we'll talk to you all later. Good night. Good night. Good night.